Everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's another 12 questions version of the podcast. This time it is with John Hunter Nemechek, who drives in the Xfinity series for GMS Racing. John Hunter, of course, is the son of Joe Nemechek, who uh, longtime fans know quite well. And I had actually never done a 12 questions with John Hunter before, so uh, I was excited to do one with him, get to know him a little bit better. So let's take a listen to what he had to say on the 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with John Hunter Nemechek. And uh, first question is, are you an iPhone person or an Android person and why? iPhone person. Um, I've been Apple pretty much my entire life other than middle school when we had to use Microsoft computers. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like the Apple generation of being able to share notes and have everything backed up from an iPad to a Mac to an iPhone is definitely way easier than having to transfer files on a Microsoft computer. Um, I feel like once you learn the software, it's a little bit easier to use and more user-friendly. Um, even though Microsoft is what we use here at the racetrack most weekends for all of our data and everything else like that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It makes it pretty like seamless, you know, when you're going switching devices. Um, so if a fan meets you in the garage, like they might only have a really quick moment, you know, you're walking somewhere or something like that. So they might choose between like saying something to you or going for a selfie or going for an autograph. What's your advice to them on like the best way to maximize that interaction? Well, normally for myself, I can sign and take a selfie at the same time. So oh. I'm pretty good at multitasking, okay. um, which is good. So um, I, I feel like when people say stuff to you, like it, it goes to heart, right? So whether I'm in a rush and running around, um, you're always going to make time for the fans. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we're able to do what we do. And uh, I, I definitely think that being able to take a selfie and sign an autograph is more than just someone saying something because it gives them something to look back on, um, for sure. From them taking a picture with me and especially kids, like when you see a kid in the garage, you want to do everything in your power to make sure that that kid gets an autograph or that kid gets a picture with you. Because for myself growing up in the sport, growing up around dad, I was in a little different situation where I would necessarily wouldn't take pictures with drivers just because I was always under dad's wing. But, mm-hmm. um, being an outsider looking in from a kid's experience, that's something that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. No matter if they cheer you on or the next guy on whoever it is, when you take that picture and sign that autograph, that is something that they will remember. Do you think that like the way you view fans is shaped in part by what you saw your entire life growing up and stuff? I would say so. Um, Seeing where the sport was, where it's come to, and where it's going back to, I would say it's huge um, from every perspective from growing up in the sport. I was two weeks old the first time that I came to a racetrack, so I pretty much grew up here. Um, And to see the younger generation starting to come back to the racetrack and kids and more interaction um, from Monster being the title sponsor for the Cup Series and Xfinity doing events and stuff like that, um, it's pretty spectacular to be able to see the growth in the sport continue um, as I grow in the sport as well. When someone pulls a jerk move on the road, does that feeling at all compare to what it's like when someone pulls a jerk move on the track? Um, No, I don't think so. I think on the road, I mean, 
I more or less laugh at people on the road um, from the perspective of them getting mad from being in traffic or whatever it may be. I mean, it's part of life. There's cars on the road. There's people's on, there's people on the road. Everyone's driving the fastest that they can go on the road, doing the speed limit. Traffic jams do suck, but uh, I, I think it's funny when you're sitting in a traffic jam and everyone's blowing the horn and <laughs> <laughs> flipping each other off and stuff like that. It's like, where are you going to go? Like, if I move over, you're going to go one spot forward. It right. doesn't really matter. So I sit there and laugh and just take it all in. I like that approach. That is <laughs> that's good. Uh, has there ever been a time when you've had a sketchy situation with your safety equipment? Uh, yes. Um, when I was young, coming up through the ranks, um, I wouldn't wear a Hans and a quarter midget. Um, we would just wear a neck brace. And um, I flipped once in a quarter midget and I wore a Hans after that the entire time. Um, there's been times where I've been out on the racetrack um, and have like reached back and only one Hans tether um, be hooked up. Um, that was early on and now I get in with everything strapped on, make sure it's all bolted up and ready to go. Hmm, okay. Uh, if your crew chief put a super secret illegal part on your car that made it way faster, would you want to know about it? Hmm. I think me being the technical side, I would like to know what it is that's making me go so fast. But from a driver's standpoint and kind of, I don't want to say the box that I'm in, but I'm more or less trying to focus on the driving aspect, more of the engineering aspect like I was on the truck side. Um, I think that I can continue to grow as a driver. And if I focus on that, I think it'll only help me in the long run. But um, I'm going to have to say I don't want to know about it. Um, I would, let's just show up to the racetrack. Let's continue to make adjustments. And if there's something secret and fast, the less people that know, the better. Because most of the time when you have an advantage, it ends up beat, beating you to the racetrack because someone can't keep their mouth shut at the shop or whatever it may be. Oh, so like the competitors get wind of it. Yes, And then like all exactly. of a sudden it shows up. And, yeah. Exactly. So the less people that know, the better off it is. Okay. <laughs> What is a food that you would not recommend eating right before a race? And are you speaking from personal experience with this recommendation? I don't eat a lot before races. Um, I'll have like a bland salad and chicken or something along those lines. Um, I haven't really had any personal experiences before um, from eating foods or like getting disturbed in a race car or anything. Um, I have had butterflies so bad when I was young that I've thrown up before, um, as like I was strapping in before a race. Really? Um, yeah, those, those were pretty interesting times. Nerves, nerves, like uh, in the car. Yeah. So that was like my transition from motocross back to stock cars. Okay. Um, so I really hadn't done it that much. Um, we had qualified on the pole. I remember it was a uh, motor mile. We qualified on the pole, my first ever pole in a stock car. Um, and I threw up, um, right before the race, which wasn't good. I didn't throw up in my helmet, so that was good. I didn't have to deal with that the whole race, but, um, I would say you don't want to eat anything heavy before a race. Um, anything that's going to upset your stomach cause you're stuck in there. Um, I've heard yeah. stories of guys that have had accidents in their seats or thrown up and whatnot. And I don't want to be that guy that sits there in that for <laughs> three hours, four hours, however long it may be. Yeah, that sounds extremely <laughs> unpleasant with the heat and every, oh, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the smell after the race. Could you imagine that? No. Would be so bad. You couldn't pay the interior guy enough. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there life in outer space? And if so, do they race? Uh, I'm going to say yes and yes. Um, I mean, I don't really, I'm not really one to say that there's 
aliens or whatever it may be, but I would definitely say that um, I think that there's other universes and stuff out there that we don't necessarily know about. Um, but I, I definitely think that they would race. Why not race spaceships, whatever. I mean, in theory, it sounds cool, right? Like yeah. I would love to do that. That'd be awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. I know. As soon as we figure out the technology to get to other planets, <laughs> we can start exchanging drivers or whatever they pilots or whatever well, they call them. I would say that we already have the technology in my theory to go to other planets and stuff like that. Like, I think that we have sent life to other planets. Just no one knows about it. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I have that theory. I mean, there's a bunch of different theories from watching documentaries and stuff like that that you can come up to. Um, but I like to have my own. Okay. I like that. Um, what do drivers talk about when they're standing around at intros before a race? I'm not a huge conversation person before the race. Um, most of the times I'll have earbuds in listening to music or kind of getting in my zone. Um, when cup guys are around like Logano and Kyle and I like to pick their brains. I mean, hmm. they're, some of the best in business, right? So pick their brains about what they're kind of fighting trends of the race. I mean, um, I've raced against Kyle forever and late models and trucks and now the Xfinity series. So, um, we talk about super late models before the race. Um, let's say C bell before the race, if we talk or we we're kind of just hanging out, mentioning race car stuff or talking about fitness or whatever it may be. Um, but really not a huge conversation person before the race. Okay. Um, what makes you happy right now? Being here at the racetrack, being able to do what I love and, um, just being blessed with the opportunity that I have to be one of the 40 guys competing full time in the NASCAR Xfinity series and trying to make a living out of it. Um, I mean, it's a rare opportunity. There's a bunch of kids that are at home sitting on the couch and that want to say, Hey, I want to be there someday. And there's sometimes reality it's not there. Right. So I've been blessed for the situation and the, the pieces of equipment that I've been given to continue to grow and continue in this sport. And I'm just really thankful for that. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so let's say a sponsor comes to you and they're like, dude, we're going to fully fund the rest of your racing career. Um, on one condition that is that you wear a clown nose and an eighties rocker wig in every interview you do forever. Uh, would you accept this deal? Yes, I would. Really? I would. This, NASCAR as a sport has come to more of a sponsorship standpoint sport rather than a driver's ability or whatever it may be. I mean, it, it's very rarely that you see a guy get hired for talent now. It's most of the, hey, what can I do as far as business to business with a team owner and his companies or what sponsors can I bring to the table? Um, so to be able to continue to grow in the sport and continue to progress and have an opportunity um, and have a sponsor that's going to back you for a lifetime, that's something that is unheard of right now um, in this sport. So to have something that would come and say a clown nose in an 80s rocker wig, heck yeah, I'd wear it. Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so this is the 10th year of the 12 questions, and I've never repeated a question till now. So if you pick a number between 100, I'll pull up a question from a past 12 questions, Ooh. and then I will ask you that question. We're going to go with 23. Okay. I thought you might do that, so I screenshotted what that would be. Okay. So I don't even have to look it up. Heck yeah. <laughs> this is from um, the 2011 12 questions. When you eventually quit racing, what do you want your retirement story to say about you? Ooh, that's a really good one, too. When I eventually quit racing, my retirement story, I want to be one of the best in the sport. 
Um, one of the guys that when he walks up and down pit road, his smile shines and he's known in the garage area. Um, I, I feel like with my family's history in the sport, my last name is definitely a present um, in and around the garage area just from dad's success. But I want to outdo him. I want to I want to be one of the best in the sport. I want to win cup races. I want to win championships. Like, And I feel like it's a realistic goal to get there um, with the hard work and the t- determination and the commitment that I have to the training aspect the hard work aspect and um, just continuing to try and make myself grow as a person and become my own person is huge um, and I, I feel like I want to have um, uh, some Tony Stewart, Stewart, uh, Tony Stewart stories um, Richard Petty stories just stories that you can go back to um, after you're retired and tell um, I think Ken Schrader is one of the best at telling stories just from being around the garage and um, he was dad's teammate at one point and we've raced around him at Eldora and stuff like that and we'll sit down and he'll just tell stories and um, it's pretty remarkable to be able to hear what has happened in the past and kind of what those guys went through and there's never a dull moment that's for sure you mentioned like being working hard and stuff like that I I hear about you that you're like one of the most hardworking driven guys like you're you really go above and beyond why why do you think that's so important for you to stand out like that For myself, um, whether I got recognized as a hard worker or not, it's self-satisfaction. I want to know that I'm coming into this sport giving my 100%, no matter if it's watching video, taking notes, being on a bike, running, um, being in the shop with the team guys, being hands-on, whatever it may be. I'm going to put 100% into it. And if I don't, then I don't need to be here. Um, I was brought up the way that you better do stuff right the first time. And um, like I said, not everyone gets an opportunity like myself to be able to be in this garage and continue to progress through the ranks like I have and have great people around you and great supporters and great sponsors that have backed me for many years. So um, I I feel like I owe to myself to be 100% on my game each and every week that I show up to the racetrack. So um, each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. Last week was Corey LaJoy. He didn't know it was for you specifically, (laughs) but um, he, in light of the recent uh, McDowell Suarez dust up, he was noting that, you know, Suarez wasn't necessarily the guy that people would have picked to be like the the guy in the garage is like a tough guy, but damn, he sure is. Yeah. So he wants to know who do you think is like another sleeper in the garage that is like a sneaky good fighter that maybe nobody would uh, anticipate? Ooh. Cup garage, Xfinity garage, truck garage. Uh, I'll leave it open. I'll leave it open to wherever you want to go with it. Um, well, I've seen a few guys throw punches at a couple MMA training events from the truck series that have now moved up to the Xfinity series. None of them can really fight. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to go with any of those guys. I'm not, not going to name names. But when you punch with your fist upside down, you know that <laughs> it's not going to be very good. Um, I would say... From the cup garage, probably Matt DiBenedetto. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a strong guy, right? Like, he does CrossFit and stuff like that. I've never seen him throw a punch, and he always seems like a nice guy. But every nice guy, I would say, has a hot side. So, like, if you push certain buttons, I would say that it could come to that. Um, and Man, I would not want to fight Matt DiBenedetto. No. I mean, you would probably get knocked out first punch. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um I would say Ross Chastain over um, Ross Chastain or Jeremy Clements. Um, I know that they got into it at Bristol. Um, 
But I would say on the Xfinity side, those are two guys that are nice guys in the garage, always have a smile. Um, but like I said, you push a wrong button, they're, they're coming after you, that's for sure. Hmm, I like that. <laughs> um, so I don't know who the next interview is going to be with, but do you have a question that I might be able to ask another driver? Hmm. I got my first tattoo yesterday. Whoa, so, are you serious? Yeah, I did. So um, I'm going to say if you could get any tattoo in any location on your body, what would it be? Where would it be? Um, we'll go with that. Okay, that's good. Do you care to share yours or are you going to keep it secret? Yeah, no. Oh. I, uh, I got a cross yesterday. Um, last night, actually. So it, when it heals, it'll lighten up a little bit. But it's a wood grain ca- cross. Um, something that went into like a lot of detail and thought. Um, I've been a Christ follower all my life and continue to go to church. And like, I, I think things happen for a reason, right? I mean, he's watching over us. And I'm blessed to be in the spot that I'm in. And he's always Lord on board. But um, when I go up and shake someone's hand, I'm a man of my word and man of God. So you know that you're getting the truth out of me and 100% out of me. Um, I'm right-handed, so that's why I did it on my right arm. Right, right, uh, right where your wrist is and stuff. Yep, yep, yep right there. And you have some nice wood detail there, too. Like, I do, yeah, yes. Like very... Uh, the f- like you can see like little waves in the wood so that's that's good yeah so uh the same guy that did ryan blaney's tattoos actually did this last night um so london reese is pretty good check out his artwork cool that's awesome well thanks so much for doing this i really appreciate it yeah thank you all right everybody there you have it john hunter Nemechek on the 12 questions i appreciate him taking the time to do that and giving some thoughtful answers and i really do hear things about him being such a hard worker and so dedicated and really going above and beyond. He is working with uh, Josh Wise, one of the drivers Josh Wise is working with on his program. Um, and so it sounds like John Hunter is really intense about uh, not only his fitness, but studying and all that kind of stuff. So surely you would think that that would help his career. We'll see where it ends up going. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's going to be a different one than I've ever done before. First of all, it was a phone interview, so I, I usually do these in person, but this was someone who I, I couldn't uh, get to in person, but it's a uh, race fan named Matthew Todd, and he has a very interesting story, suffering a traumatic brain injury, losing his memory, and regaining it back partly due thanks to NASCAR. So that just sort of... Uh, scrapes the surface of what he has to say, but just wanted to let you know that that will be coming up and that will be released on Friday. Anyway, if you enjoy these podcasts, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. That would help greatly. At least I understand it would. So uh, I would appreciate you doing that. And until next time, I will talk to you later on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.